Welcome to Breakdown to Build Up, a podcast on existential living, an uplifting, educational, and entertaining inquiry into life's big questions with me, your host, artist, educator, and all-around Renaissance human being, Jordan Guzman. Hi, everybody. It's been a long time since I've jumped on here and recorded an episode, and it's um, it's been good to have a break. You know, even doing things that you enjoy, you still need a break from that too, so it can be like refreshing. And while I've been making this podcast, just like a really big life motto or something that I've been working on for a long time with me in my creative process is letting it flow naturally and really getting in tune with more of yin energy when in my creative headspace and releasing a lot of control around it. And I didn't want to make something that I started out of joy to become a real big fucking pain in the ass. And I see that a lot in people where, you know, they have a hobby or they have something that they enjoy doing and then it got too rigid, too much or whatever. And then, you know, not doing it anymore. And I felt like, you know, I was going in that direction because I put so much pressure on myself. Um, And that's very common, like everybody does that, puts pressure on themselves to do it, whatever, you know, your goals are and stuff to go so hard for it. And, and it can get even tiring doing things that you love doing. So it was good to take a step back and just live my life because my life has gotten a lot busier since the last time that we spoke. The nonprofit organization that I started with my friend, it's called Art and Its Meaning, aka AIM, AIM, is a nonprofit organization that really, we really seek out to serve the community and serve artists and help people think outside of the box about their lives, about their creative experience. We want to help people build confidence in their creativity and their ability to to create freely without judgment and having empathetic listeners and people who are there as, as helpers and guides and not critiquers and judgers and people pulling apart uh, your art, you know, or whatever your creative outlet is, we want to create a safe space so that when people come and show their art in our artist meetups and talk about their art, you have people who really want to know about it and um, and are there to encourage you um, in the art. So that's what... So we're trying right now to file the paperwork 
for her 501c3 status so we can start receiving funds um, and applying for grants and fulfill our mission. And we're also trying to, we're also putting together a plan to um, host art parties. And ever since like, you know, when painting paint and sip and stuff was like booming, I thought it was interesting because you could bring paint and, you know, painting out of the studio and out of this like elitist zone and into everyday life and make it like fun and light. And I got that. I think that was really great and brilliant. Um, but here's my bone to pick with it. This is my bone to pick with paint and sip things. In my opinion, in my experience, it doesn't help you be creative. I think it, I think the process of typical paint and sips take the actual creative thinking out and you are just following directions and you're just following somebody else's roadmap for how they made a painting that hundreds of other people are going to copy and replicate and make a replica out of. And I'm sorry, but to me is so cheesy and corny to have at the end of a, a session, like everybody has the same exact looking painting is like, like my eyes are like roll cannot go. just like rolling in the back of my head right now. I think that if I, oh, I kind of just caught myself like being really critical of that because I know that other people like who, who do not paint or who have no experience in painting. And I, I feel like that's for, okay, let me backtrack and just say that's not for everybody. That process isn't for everybody. And the paint parties that we want to do is for a different kind of purpose. Because I guess the purpose for the typical ones is like a fun night out. You don't really have to think that much. You just, you know, do the painting, do the fun. And it's social. It's for a social thing. And you feel good that you made like one, two, three paint by number step painting and whatever that brings you. Great, fine, fantastic. But that is not what we want to do. And if you listen to my podcast, and if you listen to, if you follow me on social media, and if you see kind of like whatever it is that you gather from my creativity and from the way that I live my life and, you know, feeling more free spirited and free spirited and wanting to break out of that, like a box. And if you're also like me and you are a recovering perfectionist, then for me, like the one, two, three, copy this doesn't fucking work to really like release myself from pressure and from anxiety and perfectionism. It only fuels it because you want to get it like your guide or whatever your host has an image and like your neurotic goal is to make it look like that. If you don't struggle with perfectionism and like uh, like 
have a neurotic streak and you can do that happily without fucking like blowing a gasket because you didn't get it right and you don't know what to do and blah, 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 then <laughs> yeah, because that's how intense my internal experience is and how obsessive I have become about or I have, you know, been actually or I can get, I have the potential to get when I want to get something right. So art has been my outlet for me to not get it right and to not have pressure and to go into that yin energy because this world is really, really like prizes yang energy and masculine energy and the go-getter energy and and there needs to be a balance between the two and art can really help balance that out and get you not just not just art but i'm saying this method that we are trying to create in our painting parties and our paint classes and uh, I think it's really to get people out of their out of their minds and really, really tap in to a different part of themselves that's more childlike, that's more free, that disrupts linear thinking and allows you to kind of go into a more free, um, experience. So that's what we're, we're trying to do and trying to build the language to help people understand what it is that we're trying to do. Because I know that, you know, as artists trying to, trying to explain to other people, like how we think it's, it can feel very like esoteric and, um, daydreamy and like spacey, I guess, because I feel like when I talk about it, I go into this like flowy state. <laughs> and, um, and the practical world, you know, can be can be tough can can be really tough. So um, we're kind of really passionate about providing that space for other, for people to kind of like, put their armor down and express themselves. So be on the lookout for that. Okay. Cause it's happening. And I've been, um, my, I've been giving it more priority over making, um, over creating episodes for, for the podcast. And I'm okay with that because you guys, like I, like all of you have limited energy and capacity and I think it's like ridiculous that, you know, we spend so much try time trying to like perfectly manage our lives and have it picture perfect and like polished. And, and I'm, and I'm always about like just bringing, not comparing because social media and advertising and just consumerism uh, just doesn't lend itself to reality. The reality of our complex 
lives. It doesn't show that. And we feel like everybody else. I know that this is how I feel like that. I feel like that like everybody else has like has it all figured out. Every other business person is booming and I'm struggling and I'm trying to figure it out. Or every other couple must not have the same problems that I do. And if I do, that means it's a failure. Like those expectations and all of that stuff, like, I mean, it's natural and it's human to compare And I feel like when we look at other people and the way that they live our lives and the good things that they have, like, it's great to look at that and say, wow, that's really awesome. Like, that's something I want to create in my life. But when it's through the lens of consumerism and when it's through the lens of social media, it is very, very hard to pick apart what's real and what's not. And and you, I've been trying to use that platform to kind of speak about my experience and, and, you know, express myself and my thoughts, um, and use it in a way that just, I don't know, I guess as a self-expression tool, you know, and not just, I think for me, the way I've been using it lately, the way I've been using Instagram lately is to really kind of document my, I want to say healing, but documenting my process of living. Does that make sense? Like how I process life. And I think when I started social media for my artwork and my Instagram, I like... I was like, damn, everybody else's like page for art looks like super clean cut. Like every picture is like a finished, beautiful picture. And it looks so like um, cohesive and to the brand and to the, you know, it just looks so good, you know? And I was like, dang, like mine is like, I remember posting a picture of like cutting cardboard. <laughs> Nobody thinks cutting cardboard is interesting, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like I would post like these things that like the, the interim, like the things, the nothing things that happen in between all the big major things like art show and art exhibitions and all that stuff. My point is, and saying that <laughs> is that. Life is a process. It is a process. I get so crazy about I can get, I have the potential to get. And I feel like I've really been really, um, this kind of worldview has just been unfolding. That art is like, life, like the process of creating art. Some artists, each artist is different. Some artists 
have their plan for what they're going to make already pre-planned out and they have an idea of what they're going to paint when they start on that canvas. These days, I do not. I have intentions that I set out to, I have feeling, impulses, impressions, um, like subconscious things. And I want to get that out on canvas because when that stuff comes out, I can look at it and reflect on it and see what is happening in my subconscious mind. That's not everybody's process though. But I do feel that process models the way that I live my life as well. The way I make art is the way that I live my life and the way that I want to live my life. And I think I see it more in my art when I look and go, oh yeah, this is how, this is how I think. This is my life process. What's your life process? And what... What goals, ambitions do you have that that actually don't empower you? Like my if my goal, if my goal and my ambition was like these like clear cut like Okay, let me backtrack. Cuz I'm sorting out my thoughts in real time. And I, I feel like I always say this in my podcast, but for me, a more helpful way of living that has relieved me from a lot of pressure and anxiety about living life is knowing what my values are and making decisions that are aligned to those values. And those values are not cut in set in stone. They're mutable. And through life experience and over time, life shows me what my values are. My behavior shows me what my values are. My thinking shows me what my values are. And then I notice them and reflect and look back and say, wow, that it seems like X is really important to me. Y is really important to me. This is really important to me. And living in line with those values feels like a, like a really good way for me to live my life instead of this is how much money I want to make. Um, these are the things I want to buy that make me feel successful. This, this is where I want to live. That makes me feel successful and blah, blah, blah. That is like to create an image of success. Not interested. And if that climb to my values or not even my values, but the, but if there's some sort of sort of like climb to worldly success that causes me to either compromise on my values and my health and my self-care, then I won't do it. 
it's not worth it to me. Because balance is a value of mine. And self-care and nourishing myself is a value. And equanimity. So I have to scale back and, and reflect on what's not aligning. And allowing myself, this has been the hardest thing for me, is allowing myself to put out an imperfect uh, service, an imperfect, an imperfect nonprofit organization, an imperfect podcast, an imperfect relationship, an imperfect self, an imperfect, imperfect things, but still finding the beauty in all of it. With acceptance and with love and compassion and empathy, those kinds of things are important to me. And I used to feel really, really bad at myself when I would say things like, I don't really care to like have like a big, you know, like, I don't know, to like just have these traditional American markers of worldly success. But when you actually listen to people on the internet, <laughs> you know, They're just, there's different things that truly make people feel content and loved and worthy that have nothing to do with monetary gain and worldly possessions. They make life fun and they make, and it is necessary up to a certain point. But after that, Love, acceptance, belonging, contribution, freedom, peace, equanimity, those things are of true value to me. And those are the kind of things that I want to help other people see through the process of creating art and teaching people about that stuff with art as the medium. And that's always been my perspective and approach even when I was teaching uh, children, that art was just the excuse to um, help people just see life in a different way that was that that released pressure and i don't even listen to a lot of hardcore motivational videos because that actually gives me a lot of anxiety so what we're doing is not really this like pumping up to like get people out there, yeah, like super intense, like that shit stresses me the fuck out. 
I can't listen to hardcore motivational stuff. It's just too, it's too much for me. So be on the lookout for that because it's coming. And, um, you know, with my podcast, I'm not going to put like a lot of pressure on myself to create them because then that just sucks the joy out of it for me and see how it unfolds. And thank you for being along for that ride. So I'm going to sign off. You guys have a beautiful fucking Sunday, have a beautiful life and that's kind of it. Okay. Love you. Bye. Oh, wait, I'm not done. This is what also makes me kind of believe and just have more peace about the life that I'm living. I've been watching and listening. I've been watching uh, Life After Death. I don't know his name, but that cute, sweet widow guy, uh, the psychic medium. And also, I've been listening to, I'm going to pull it up on Audible right now because I don't know her name. But I got a recommendation to read the book Signs by Laura Lynn Jackson. And uh, she also kind of like helps people just, I guess, straight up, like, communicate with loved ones who've, like, crossed to the other side. Now, if you have, like, a traditional heaven and hell, like, worldview, the, then just, like, sign off right now. But what I've learned, um, what I, what I've just picked up from listening to those shows is like people just want to know that when their family passes or crosses to the other side, whatever that is, that they are okay and that they are good and that they know that they were loved and cared for and that their presence is there in their lives, and that everything else didn't fucking matter. And these mediums just give the family peace and hope and the ability to not be stuck in life and trapped in grief. And can really allow the family to truly, truly, truly move on with their lives. And feel a weight lifted and feel joy. And, and no guilt about how they passed. And all of the kind of normal human emotions that get wrapped up in a crossing, all the things left unsaid, like all of that stuff. And I'm, and I feel like these mediums just kind of 
like help people receive these lovely messages and they can move on with their lives and remember with joy and not with pain. And when I think about that and I think of the shit that we toil about, that humans fight about, And I think, you know, like all of that at the end of the day, it just keeps us busy and preoccupied. And we really just want to be okay, you know? And we really scramble a lot because we fear like, oh, I got to do all this stuff because I'm going to die and I don't want to die. Like, And when you have that in mind... And I know I can get a little bit morbid because I I like I think about this a lot. Is that it's going to be okay. Like it is all going to be okay. And those, you know, those messages, they, it's just like, I, you know, it's not my family and when I'm seeing that, but I just like have so much, I don't know, that, that, that kind of conclusion was like coming to me because yeah, we toil a lot on planet earth and, you know, and I think that's a controversial thing because not not everybody believes it that you know there's universal peace or absolute peace on the other side and all that stuff and and i mean that personally like angers me when i see those kind of posts about eternal torment and it's it's really just like i i can't even i can't even begin to like express the hurt and the pain that that causes to people and how justified people believe, how justified they feel in telling people that that will be their experience after death if they don't believe what they believe. That like words can't even describe the amount, like how painful that is to people, how hurtful it is. And my, you know, my hope for humanity and that hope for the amount of toil that we go through on planet Earth, 
like that we'd be okay, you know, that we'd be, that we'll, that we'll be fine. And that we'll have relief from that one day. And that life spent on this planet doesn't have to be, like it is painful and there's a lot of suffering, but that you can relinquish and release a lot and forgive and you can, you know, embody joy and love and spending time with your family because those kinds of things are like, I feel like that's how you create heaven on earth. The way you create heaven on earth is through living, living through love, living through acceptance, through joy, through forgiveness, through openness, through curiosity, through wonder, and letting go and knowing yourself and becoming interested in life and learning about life, learning about people, being there for people, being kind to yourself, being kind to people nourishing yourself, nourishing other people. That's how you create heaven on earth. And why wait until then to experience real love? Why not now? And creating hell on earth is judging, criticizing, low self-worth, materialism, corruption, and greed. All that creates hell on earth. I usually don't like, I don't like talking about that so much because it, it really brings up a lot for me. But I do, I, you know, my, my point in saying all of that and bringing that up is you know, the, to, to just remember the good things in life and staying optimistic and, and loving yourself, man, and loving your family and loving your tribe and the people and being around people who support you and nourish you and believe in you and encourage you and make you feel wanted and make you feel precious Seek those people out. And I'm so grateful for any times that you've ex that you experienced that. Like I just think about my family and my friends and my community and I'm like I, I know people go through incredible pain that they do not post online and share like for good reason. And I've seen, you know, through family, friends, and community, all the wonderful and beautiful things that they experience as well. 
And it just makes this like full, beautiful picture of life. And And that's really awesome. <laughs> that's really great. <laughs> I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> I went into the zone and I feel like I just got out. <laughs> like I snapped out of it. Um, all right. I think that, I think that's really it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's really it, guys. <laughs> if anything comes back up, you know, you'll hear it in my next episode. <laughs> Can't cover it all. Can't cover the thumb, the sun with your thumb, as my dad would say. All right. Jordy's signing off. Maybe happy, maybe well. May you be at peace. May the light of your life be a blessing to all. Okay, love you, bye. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Breakdown and Build Up. Stay in touch with me on Instagram at Jordan Guzman Art. You can email me at jordanguzmanart at gmail.com. My website is jordanguzmanart.com. Consider supporting the podcast and my creative ventures by making a one-time donation or even becoming a patron on Patreon. By making a monthly contribution, you can have access to behind-the-scenes content, my art, poetry, writings, and other exclusive creative musings that I don't share on other social media platforms. Follow the Patreon link in the show notes for more information. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be at peace. May the light of your life be a blessing to all. Be well, my friends. Okay, here's a little bit something more for you. I need to do that outro again because um, my Patreon right now is on pause. Uh, so there's a little update for you. And I'm, I sound so perky. I sound really perky in my intro and outro. And I feel like I channeled like my most perky self. And I want to do it again. <laughs> and I just tried to do it right now. But I'm like, I cannot just channel that perkiness that I, um, that I kind of embodied in that intro and outro. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, I'll have to come back <laughs> and, and revisit my intro and outro at some point. Uh, cause your girl is not in a, the perkiest of moods right now. <laughs> okay. Bye.